Welcome to the Menagerie of Enlightenment. I am Sarah, and today we are going to talk about famous artist Vincent van Gogh. I also have another podcast on another channel called Podbean, and my channel is called Short Stories. Do check it out as I have some short stories there that features sound effects. Long known as a tortured artist, Vincent van Gogh has been well known for his famous paintings like Starry Night and Sunflowers. According to a biography, he was a post-impressionist painter whose work was widely known for its colour and emotion. Let's look at his life to see how he became a famous painter whose works inspired many modern artists who reside in the 21st century. According to Britannica, Vincent van Gogh was born on March 30th, 1853, in Netherlands. According to biography, his parents, Theodorus van Gogh and Anna Cornelia Carpenters, decided to name him after their first son, who died during childbirth. Vincent's father was a Protestant pastor and country minister, while his mother was a moody artist. Biography states that he was born in a small village called Grootsundert. Vincent was the eldest of six children and grew up in the same household as his five siblings. He had two brothers called Theo and Cor, and three sisters called Anna, Elizabeth, and Wilhelmine. Britannica states that he was a quiet and self-contained boy. He would also spend his time in his youth, wandering around the countryside, enjoying nature. At the age of 16, he had to leave his village to work, as his family was struggling financially. He moved to the Hawk, a city in the Netherlands, and became an apprentice at his uncle Cornelius' art dealership, called Grupo & Co. Afterwards, he moved to London in 1873 and worked at Grupo in London till May 1875, before moving on to Paris. During his work in London and Paris, he was exposed to many different artist paintings, which would arouse his artistic sensibility. He liked the art styles of Dutch painters like Rembrandt, but also had an interest in French painters like Jean-François Millet. However, his time in the art dealership would soon come to an end, as he did not like art dealing and had his heart broken by women in London. According to biography, Eugene Lawyer was his landlady's daughter in London. Vincent fell in love with her and proposed, but she rejected his marriage proposal. With his heart broken, he lost interest in art dealing and became a better man who discouraged his customers from buying art at the art dealership. After his career in art dealing ended, Vincent packed his bags and moved to England to work as a language teacher and a preacher. In 1877, 
He moved back to the Netherlands to work as a bookseller. In 1878, he decided to train as an evangelist in Brussels, but had a falling out with the rest of the school. With no hope of becoming an evangelist, he moved to Belgium to work as a missionary in a coal mining area. After giving away all his clothes in an impassionate moment of spirituality, the church there told him that he took his preaching too literally and told him to leave. With his hopes of becoming a preacher finally dashed, Vincent sunk into a hole of despair and depression. By 1880, he decided to focus on helping humanity, not with religion, but with art instead. He started studying the fundamentals of drawing in the Brussels Academy, with some financial help from Theo, and then moved to his father's parsonage to surround himself with nature and to learn how to capture it. Along the way, he decided that he needed more experienced artists to teach him more about art. So, he worked with Anton Morf, a Dutch realist painter in the Hulk. During his time in the Hulk, he met a prostitute named Klesina Maria Hornick and fell in love with her. But his family did not like Vincent's relationship with Klesina, as being with her would give him a bad reputation. So, they threatened to cut off his funding if he did not end his relationship with Klesina. In 1883, he eventually ended his relationship with Klesina and went to Drenthe, an isolated part of the Netherlands, for three months to study peasant life and nature. As this place was well favoured by other artists like Anton Morf. Between 1884 to 1885, he resided in Wenin, which was a village in the Brembant, to focus on practicing art subjects like steel art, landscape, and figure painting. It was around this time that he produced his first masterpiece, The Potato Eaters. Feeling isolated in Nguyen, Vincent wanted to move to Paris to stay with Theo. However, Theo did not think that the Impressionist movement in Paris at that time would suit Vincent's style. However, Vincent had already had some exposure to Impressionist paintings and Japanese artworks when he was studying in Antwerp after leaving Nguyen. So Vincent finally moved to Theo's apartment in Paris in 1886 and started discovering the Impressionist movement. He got acquainted with other Impressionist artists like Camille Pissarro, Paul Gauguin and Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, who introduced him to the non-traditionalist style of painting. By 1888, he finally got his own style painting that we are so familiar with today. His paintings became more colourful and less traditional. He eventually produced masterpiece paintings like the self-portrait in front of the easel. After two years, Vincent grew tired of the city life and moved to Arles in southeastern France. 
during the 12 months in Arles, he produced many colorful paintings that depicted the people, his house, and the surrounding area of Arles. Unable to suppress his emotions in his paintings, Vincent eventually went against his traditionalist ideas in painting and became more individualistic. He started becoming more spontaneous and instinctive in his paintings. Hoping to form his own impressionist group, he tried creating a working community and invited other impressionist artists to join him in Arles. Gauguin joined Vincent in October. 1888, but both had clashing ideas and temperament that resulted in tension between the two artists. On the Christmas Eve in 1888, Vincent snapped after an argument with Gauguin and was said to chase Gauguin around with a razor before eventually cutting off the lower half of his left ear. After being admitted to the hospital twice, Vincent asked that he be admitted to the St. Remy Asylum as he was worried that he would not be able to paint anymore with his deteriorating mental health. During his time in the asylum, Vincent produced famous paintings like The Starry Night and Olive Trees while suffering from changing mood swings. Feeling homesick while painting memories from Holland, Vincent missed his brother and left the asylum after 12 months. According to a memoir of Vincent van Gogh, written by Joanna van Gogh, when Vincent moved back to Paris in May 1890, he decided to meet up with Theo. Theo's wife, Joanna, said that Vincent looked sturdy, broad-shouldered, happy and healthy. When he met up with them during one of their meetings, this was due his success to regular meals and healthy lifestyle in St. Remy Asylum. However, this was misleading as he only recently recovered from a mental health crisis that left him unable to speak for months. After four days, he went to live with a homeopathic doctor named Paul Gashet in Orvis Source Ois. I managed to further improve on his artistic skills. Things took a turn for the worse when Vincent witnessed an argument between Theo and Joanna about financial issues during one of his visits to the couple in Paris and felt guilty about his financial dependency on Theo. This, according with his arguments with Gashet, eventually caused him to commit suicide. Not feeling successful and feeling like a burden only made things worse for his mental health. It is said that he shot himself in the stomach in July 1890 while he was out on one of his walks to pain and he died two days later in Theo's arms. Theo died six months later due to his failing health as he was suffering from syphilis and was buried next to Vincent in office. After Theo's death, Joanna inherited 364 paintings along with drawings and letters from Theo's attic and made it her mission to make Vincent's work known to the world.
By the 20th century, she sold around 100 of Vincent's artworks, and in 1905, she organized a huge gallery display of Vincent's work at the Stelilich Museum in Amsterdam. This display will finally cement Vincent's reputation as a great artist and make him well known to the world. Even though Vincent was malnourished and unsuccessful throughout his artist career, he is well loved and forever remembered as a great artist by many people today. I have come to the end of my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.